Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Martha Runs the World, episode 43. Today, I'm talking to Brianne Showman of Get Your Fix Physical Therapy and Highly Functional Podcast. Brianne is an expert in form and fitness in running and obstacle course races. And she'll talk to us about having maintaining proper form and all kinds of great things that will help us be better runners and healthier runners so we don't get injured. But first, our disclaimer. You are listening to a running and fitness podcast. I'm a certified personal trainer and lifelong back-of-the-pack runner. All opinions expressed are just that, opinions. Feel free to disagree. Brianne will be on after this message, so stay tuned. Hello, my fitness friends. If you like fitness podcasts, check out Fitness Fitness In with me, your host, Jeff Kovac. I talk about fitness news, give equipment reviews, share healthy snacks, and even share a recipe a week. You may not know everything about fitness. Neither do I. That's kind of the point of my podcast, to learn from each other and grow into a community. Search Fitness Fitness in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcast providers. And I'd like to welcome to the show... Brianne Showman of Get Your Fix Physical Therapy and Highly Functional Podcast. Hi, Brianne. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing good. Very good. I'm enjoying the cooler temperatures as we move into fall. I love this, actually. Does it now it gets cool in the desert, right? It does. Uh, this is actually my favorite time of year. It's in the about 50s at night. It's low 80s during the day. So this is this is a perfect time of year for here, um, but we do get close to freezing temperatures for our lows come end of December, early January. So it does get cold here. It's it's extremes out there. I know that. <laughs> that it is. Yes, it is. A lot of listeners had asked me to do a show on on form, on running form, because I I think that form for runners, especially beginning, if I think if they start out running properly to begin with, it'll be a lot more enjoyable experience and a lot of people drop out from running because it hurts too much or it doesn't feel right and they or they can't get the hang of it. So if someone can't afford maybe to, to hire a running coach or, or to do that, what, what are some things that a runner can do to improve their running form? Yeah, Absolutely. You know, the easiest change to make without even having to address running form that will automatically address it on its own is by looking at cadence and working to get to an what we call an ideal cadence, essentially. Um, most people, I'd say most runners I work with that I start adjusting things, they're running around like a 150, 160 steps per minute cadence. Our ideal cadence for decreasing our risk of injury because of how it decreases the forces through the body is around 178 or 180 steps per minute. And so if we can get that cadence to a faster point, we automatically shorten our stride. Um, We automatically land with that foot underneath us. And that just automatically 
decreases the forces through the leg and can really help to improve our technique without really even, you know, working on the technique. And I think that naturally makes your body line up easier too, doesn't it? It does. I mean, if you speed up your feet, you can only like, you can't do a really long stride. You can't do these crazy things with our body if you're having to increase that turnover with those feet. So yeah, it naturally just kind of cleans things up. Right, right. It's almost like a natural, a natural midfoot strike if if you're stepping with smaller steps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I think when I paid more attention to my steps, I feel like I'm a little straighter. My my body is a little straighter rather than you know when you do the longer steps, you, you feel like you can't keep up with your feet. Yeah, and you know when we do the longer steps too, it's it's you can't keep up with your feet. It's you almost like without, I don't know, maybe you don't catch yourself doing it, but like it almost actually slows you down because you're like reaching for things and, and it just kind of puts you in this like awkwardness of form. It does. It does. And it does feel awkward. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many beginning runners just give up because it, it hurts really a lot. Yeah, absolutely. What is a good warm-up routine that a, a runner can have when there's before they start running? So with warm-ups, you know, a lot of there's all this. I don't know if controversy is the right word, but do we do static stretching? Do we, you know, what what do we do all this when we're warming up? Ultimately, you want to do something more dynamic, um, and. A lot of people don't want to take time before they go for a run to do all this other warm-up stuff because I get it. We get up early to go for a run or we're on a crunch after work before going to kids' sports stuff, you know, whatever it is. So one thing that works really well is actually incorporating some running drills into your actual run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe you're going to go for a four-mile run. Use that first mile to do some warm-up drills. So do like some high knees and then do a little jog and then do some skipping and a little jog and then do kind of some leg swings and a little jog and just kind of work this into that first mile. So you're actually progressing forward, but you're also warming up everything at that same time. That's a really good idea. And that way it's done and you don't have to worry about it and you didn't feel like you wasted your time. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really, really uh, good idea. I know your podcast really stresses proper form. How important is proper form when you were stressing it when lifting, which is utmost importance, but with also running, how important is proper form when, when running? In my opinion, it's super important. Um, you know, you talk to different people and they'll say different things, but ultimately we have, like, there's research to show, like, when that foot lands underneath us, it decreases the forces in the Achilles. It decreases the forces at the knee, at the hip. And so if we can essentially decrease the forces, give us our, a little bit more shock absorption through that leg when we land with that foot underneath us versus the foot out front of us, we're naturally going to decrease ankle issues, knee issues, hip issues on that landing point. Along with that, when we get those long strides and that foot gets way behind us, it takes a lot more work to get that leg forward. So we're straining the hamstring in order to bring it forward. We're straining the hip flexor in order to bring it around. And so 
If we can shorten that stride up, we aren't bringing that leg from so far behind us. We're decreasing how much our muscles are working to bring that leg around. Once again, decreasing the forces and the strain on our soft tissues. Um, so yeah, if, if we can really clean up a lot of these things, we're decreasing the forces and the strain through, through our joints, through our muscles, through our ligaments, tendons, you name it, which ultimately we're decreasing forces. You're going to decrease that risk of injury. Yeah, true. That's a really good point. So how is important, how important is cross training for runners? I think it's highly important, um, both from just decreasing the pounding aspect, but also cross training in the form of actually doing some strength training as a runner. Um, so many runners just run, which is great, but it ultimately doesn't build up our muscle, the strength and muscular endurance. Um, and so in my opinion, this is why we see a lot of injuries after that, like nine or 10 mile mark with the, when we're getting to our longer runs is because over time, our muscles just start to fatigue and our form fails. And if we can actually work on strengthening things to make us stronger, more resilient runners, let us be able to run longer with good technique, we can actually decrease a lot of those issues going forward too. Right, right. And what is the biggest problem that you see with runners at, with running clients at your practice? Most issues that I see are starting at the hip. Um, there is a, I do a lot with foot and ankle issues as well and really look at what the foot's doing, but I'd say a lot starts at those hips. Um, we, we get like hip drop as things start getting weak, hip dropping. Um, we get like rotation of that leg. We get like a whipping of the leg. We can get a lot of things going on when we have either weakness in the hip or decreased mobility in the hip, both of which most people have. Mm. How can um, runners, before there's a, a problem or something gets serious, how can runners stop the weakening of the hip? Uh, first and foremost, we need to stop sitting so much. Uh, sitting causes a lot of issues. There's a lot of research coming out about sitting. There's a lot of different information coming out about sitting and how much it really does to our bodies. Um, systemically, but just from a musculoskeletal standpoint, it weakens our glutes when we sit. It causes tightness and stiffness in our hips when we sit all the time. And so the more we sit, essentially, the weaker our hips get, the tighter our hips get, and it just causes this downward spiral if we don't do something to counteract it. Mm -hmm. And anything else we can do? From there, um, especially if you have been sitting a lot, um, it's even more important to make sure we're doing a good dynamic warm-up before we run mm. um, to make sure those hips are loose. I can tell you firsthand that when my hips are tight, I actually get shin splints. Mm. So it doesn't affect my hips. It affects me down the chain. Um, and so just getting those hips loosened up, getting the muscles firing prior to running, if you have been sitting, if you've been commuting, if you've been sleeping and you know getting up to go for your run, um, just doing a good dynamic warm-up is going to be key to that. That's interesting. You know, I I never thought of shin splints. I have, uh, I, well, I have arthritic arthritis in my hips, but uh, I always do like my my leg, uh, my you know my leg stretches, and stuff like that. I've never had shin splints. I've never heard of that. That's really interesting. 
Um, but I try to do some dynamic stretches every time before I run, just because I'm older. I'm not, not a young runner anymore. So, (laughs) you know, I know how important it is just to stretch, you know, it's really important as we get older to, to move those muscles because they don't work as well as they used to, unfortunately. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, so I'm 38 and I was like, I remember when I was in high school, I'm like, these warmups are dumb. Why are we running before we go for a run? Like this is pointless. And now I absolutely need to warm up before I do. Oh it. yeah, oh yeah. And I'm I'm 60, and and I have people my own age still don't warm up. And I say you got to do it. You have to do it when we get up your 50s and stuff like that. You have to do it. You know, yeah, you really absolutely. do. It's really important. But hey, I I'm still running, so I haven't stopped. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I really love the, all the information on your podcast. It's very informative and entertaining, and you just do a great job. So what, what made you start doing the podcast? Uh, someone said it'd be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I actually had no desire to do a podcast and, and a colleague of mine suggested it. he basically like told me, I'll teach you everything. Like it's going to be plug and play. You just need to do it. So I decided to, <laughs> and uh, I know, right? <laughs> I think it starts on a dare or something. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's why it started. But ever since then, I absolutely have fallen in love with doing it and just really talking to different experts in the field and different athletes and just getting, just kind of having these conversations. So it's been a fun, a fun process, even though it wasn't something that was intended to start initially. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, you do a great job and yeah, it's a little bit more than plug and play, but, but, but he's right in the fact that I'm really glad you're doing it, you know, so good for him. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I remember when I, when I started the mine, it's just like, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but oh, and I found all the, all the technical stuff that that's a whole nother story. (laughs) It's a learning (laughs) process. That's for sure. Boy, isn't it? (laughs) So, um, what is the greatest lesson you've learned from training, from training others? Oh, that's a great question. I'd have to say just being, I think both from listen, like it's almost a lesson I've learned about myself and really have had to integrate with myself, but it's just listening to your body and what your body's telling you. And it wasn't until I started working with other people and it was kind of like, okay, I'm giving them the advice I should be giving myself that, you know, if they're having, you know, rough day, stressful day, stressful week, um, performance is declining, that we really need to take a step back and listen to what the body's telling you, telling you to rest, telling you to take a break, backing down your training in order to really be able to you know, perform at a higher level like you want to, um, and just really taking that step back as needed. So it must be a really nice feeling that when you work with someone and they've had maybe a sore or stiff, stiff area, and then all of a sudden it starts working right the way it's supposed to, and you can just see some real progress that must make you feel really good. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I love, I just got one, um, last week from a client just the, like, I just had, you know, PR'd my 10K time, no knee pain. And, and I just absolutely love getting those messages um, when people are just, yeah, the pain's going away and they're hitting PRs and 
and just, you know, really back to enjoying it again. That's awesome. I, I, I love physical therapists. I think you guys just do, you folks, I should say, you folks do just wonderful work. And just with just a couple little exercises, you, you, you perform magic as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, <is>. thanks. <laughs> well, it is. It's like it, when I uh, first was having hip problems, I got a couple little stretches and just the, the, it's amazing the difference, how it feels afterwards. It's like, wow, that's and there and then it's not a big deal it's just this little stretch it's incredible i would have never thought to do that myself um yeah so do you do any any races or do you compete at all these days i do um i do road races occasionally um i actually my last road race i did half marathon in april for the most part now it's more obstacle course racing that i'm that I'm involved in more than the just straight out running. Cool. What, uh, what do you like to do? As far as obstacle course? Yeah. What, what length or, or what, um, I you still enjoy? like kind of that medium distance, the, mm-hmm. um, kind of between like eight and 13 miles. The, the short ones I'm okay with. I'm not, my ideal distance is kind of that middle distance rather mm-hmm. than anything super short or anything super long. So yeah, that like 10 to 13 mile is kind of my, my ideal. Well, those are tough though, because there's, uh, with those obstacles in it, that makes it really, really a challenge. It definitely changes it up. That's for sure. <laughs> so what got you involved in a physical therapy? When I, I knew when I was in high school, I wanted to do something in the medical field. But I knew it was, I wanted to do something that wasn't just in and out of the room, um, like a physician is most times. I wanted to do stay around active individuals. And so um, physical therapy just seemed kind of like the direction to go with that. Um, then when I was in undergrad, I worked as a PTA, just kind of make sure it was the direction I wanted to go and absolutely loved it. So that's the direction I went and the direction I stayed. Very nice. Well, it's nice to have a, a set course and a goal of what, of what you want. So what do you see yourself doing in the future? You know, what I absolutely love to do and what I've been working on transitioning my business to is more of the performance side of things. Um, I, I don't like the way our, if you want to call it healthcare system is and the fact that it's just very, like let's treat the symptoms of what's going on rather than let's actually decrease these issues from happening. And so Mm. I'm really transitioning to more of the, we can't prevent injuries, you know, all injuries, we can decrease our risk of injuries and really working on just creating more resilient athletes, helping with performance, working nutrition aspects in order to decrease Mm -hmm. inflammation, improve recovery, and uh, just going from the more performance aspects rather than the um, rehab aspect of things. That's nice. Do you have, um, well, let's see what kind of, uh, how would you put that to use? How, how do you see putting that into, um, into action? Yeah. So I do a lot of, I have a lot of virtual clients that I work with for this. I have some local ones too, but, um, with my runners, I do a lot of video analysis, looking at their running form, from there, figuring out like what exercises do we need to do, what drills do we need to do in order to clean up whatever faults are going on. Um, and then I do a lot of programming for people on um, 
just whatever exercises are needed in order to create stronger athletes, stronger runners, um, you know, whatever their, whatever their goals are and even doing running programs in order to get them to better performance, um, get them ready for their marathons, half marathons, whatever it is. So it's a lot of programming. It's a lot of more accessory type strengthening exercise Mm -hmm. in order to really get the body in a more, um, stronger resilient state. Nice. Nice. Well, that sounds really good. So are you taking on any new clients right now or? Yeah, I am. I'm always, I love, um, yeah, I'm taking on new clients. And even if someone just wants to have a chat, I love just talking with people and figuring out what's, uh, kind of what direction they need to go. Terrific. And well, what I'll do is I'll put up all your contact information on the website when the, uh, when the episode comes out and they can get in touch with you. That'd be absolutely wonderful. I always ask my guests this question. If you could do any race anywhere in the world, regardless, you know, whatever kind of race you like, OCR, whatever you want, any kind of race anywhere in the world, regardless of requirements or price or anything, which one would it be? What's really funny about you asking me this is my client literally (laughs) just asked me this like two hours ago. Like, like, is there a race that you absolutely like want to (laughs) do? I was like, well, um, you know, to be honest, there's not like one specific race, but there, with all the Spartan races around the world, I just kind of would love to just go to different places and make a vacation out of it. So there's actually one in Australia I'm looking at potentially for next year. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to go like, go travel, go places fun that I wanted to travel to and do a race while I'm there. Why not? That would be fun. That would be really fun, especially Australia. That'd be a good time. (laughs) Well, great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us today. And you gave a lot of information that's going to be a lot of help to to many people. So thank you very much. And um, good luck. And I appreciate it. Thank you. And I thank you so much for having me on. I was I'm really happy that you had asked. You bet. Okay. And talk talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Brianne. That was great. There's a lot of great information there, and I will have all the contact information for Brianne Showman on the website, as well as contact information for Fit and In This Fitness, who did an ad on the show. And Lance from Schizo's information is on the website as well. And the website is MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. You can email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And you can also check out all the information is on the website. I have I put up a special episode on the Patreon on the Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com slash Martha Runs the World and become a Patreon member. It just takes it one dollar a month, a buck a month, and you get extra episodes. What a bargain, right? So if you want to do that, you can. I would appreciate you forever if you did that. And that's it for now. Next week, we have a sleep expert. So if you have problems sleeping, you will love this. He knows everything about sleep. So stay tuned for that. And until next week, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.